Hello everyone, and welcome to Squatchcast, the weekly-ish podcast that takes Rick and Morty way too seriously. Yes, uh, I'm your host, Sanna. And I'm Adam. And uh, yeah, we weren't here this week for whatever, it's, it's not important. Yeah, but yeah, well, we're back with all new Squanch, all new cats, all new Rick and Morty stuff to talk about. Totes, and uh, um, there will be a lot of coughing and... <laughs> Stuff, oh yeah, we're both uh, Adam is just sick. yeah. Well, Adam's getting better. I'm just about to get sick, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, we the perfect window for lots of sniffling and coughing. Yeah. Do our best to edit it out. Not really. Yeah. Not, Adam, not worth it. Adam has a nihilistic approach to uh-huh. editing here. No, I don't. But excellent. <laughs> but excellent segue. Terrible improv. But excellent because you know, like the first rule of improv is you you never negate. But mm-hmm. excellent improv. But a great segue into what we're talking about this week, which is, is Rick a nihilist? The answer is no. And Adam feels very strongly about this. And I'm very passionate about this. I am not. The word nihilist (laughs) is used very fast and loosely in pop culture. Seriously. Yes. It's a very sort of hand-wavy... Anyone who whose value set doesn't quite cohere with uh, um, just, like, cultural orthodoxy it tends to be nab- uh, labeled a nihilist. Nabled a nihilist. Yes, beer's already <laughs> kicking in. Oh, but, uh, but, yeah, so um, there, there seems to be this thought out there that Rick is somehow a nihilist. Um, could you explain to everyone what exactly a nihilist is so okay. we're all on the same page here? Yes. Well, um, if if we're talking big picture, uh, you can be, and I actually absolutely love this idea. Like you can be a nihilist about a lot of different things, which which is fun, um, <laughs> because yeah, you know, it's, it's just fun. Uh, but um, uh, you can be a nihilist. Um, an easy way to explain it is like if you're uh, like a moral nihilist, right? Or uh, a, a nihilist in um, in moral philosophy would be someone who doesn't think that right and wrong are meaningful concepts, right? There is no right, there is no wrong. And that's something that we can distinguish from someone having a really weird concept of what right and wrong is, right? You could say right is an event that occurs on a weekday and wrong is an event that occurs on a weekend. That's Mm -hmm. not a nihilist, as long as they actually, you know, stick to that concept and it's not just some Mm -hmm. sort of joke, right? Uh, You can have a really weird concept of right and wrong, really weird concept of morality. What you value, what you don't value in your concept can uh, be absolutely radically different from mainstream society or what anyone else has ever thought. But that doesn't make you a nihilist, right? What a nihilist straight up, right and wrong are not meaningful concepts. There is no right, there is no wrong. We can't talk about actions as being right or wrong. There's just no content okay. in that in that sort of discussion or those sort of valuations, um, and that that's what that's what a nihilist is with you know a moral moral nihilist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when people talk about you know Brick being a nihilist, what they're talking about is is what you can call like like an existential nihilist, which would be that life has no meaning okay. and that there is no meaning in life and that it's. Um, and, you know, the actions uh, that people take, things that they might value in life, whatever, there, there's nothing to that. Um, and it's tempting to go that route, I guess, mm-hmm. I, I guess for Rick. Um, but it's, it's just not, it's not accurate at all. Like, I can kind of see why if you don't think about it too much, mm-hmm. why, why someone would say that, that Rick is a nihilist. But, 
you have to really not be thinking about <laughs> that much and really not paying attention. Or you can do this thing that really, really irks me, really grinds my gears. Uh, beer break. Suspense. And I'm back. <laughs> uh, you can do this thing that really irks me and grinds my gears. Whereas it, it's this like sort of philosophy undergrad <laughs> idea where you learn something in philosophy 101 or you read this philosopher and you get this great idea, this great concept, this great philosophical tool that you can use. And then you just apply it absolutely everywhere. What You just shoehorn this little bit of knowledge that, or not knowledge, this bit of information that you've picked up. You just, just try to cram it in wherever you can. You're like, mm, yes, you know, this reminds me a lot of nihilism that I read about, you know. And This is a thing that Adam absolutely hates. No, this I is something I've heard him rant about several times. Yes, no, this times. is something I absolutely hate because philosophy has been going on for a very long time. And uh, there are uh, so many views and so many mm -hmm. people have written on all of these topics and they're all a bit different and none of them are nearly as applicable as you think they are. Okay, this is just like someone getting into philosophy. The stuff you're reading is not nearly as broadly applicable as you think it is, okay? It's much more nuanced, it's much more specific, and it's much more technical than you're giving it credit for. Now, what is fun, people, is that Adam is going to be tutoring philosophy undergrads <laughs> next year. So stay tuned to find out how long he has that job until, they, oh, until he, like, rents them and someone complains and so on. So Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, that would be fun. Yeah, that that would be great. We'll follow up on that for sure. Totally. Anyway, so what what am I talking about? Um, well, uh, in general, there's this idea that that Rick is a nihilist, and you know, specifically mm -hmm. a an existential nihilist, which I, I don't think is a particularly great term to use anyway. But <laughs> um, so uh, let, let's uh, let, let's give someone credit for this. Um, Ooh, credit. Yeah, no. So this this is from wisecrack.co. They're the ones who make these 8-bit uh, philosophy videos you, you might have seen on YouTube, which um, we don't need to get into how I feel about, hmm, philosophy about this pop culture franchise, because it's bad. It's all just complete shit. Hmm. See, what would be interesting, this has nothing Steaming to do with Rick and Marty. pile of shit, yes. That, well, yeah, would be a franchise... Uh, invented by a philosopher who is deliberately applying philosopher concepts in it. And uh -huh. I think that would be interesting and then seeing kind of people pick that apart. But I do. You, mm -hmm. can you think of any ex examples or something like that? Um, I know that they exist, but I'm completely blanking on what they would be. This sounds like a topic for uh, Podfinicast. Podfinicast.soundcloud.com. Yes. Ooh, fancy. Wow. Yes. Uh, I think that's the address anyway. No idea. Probably. Anyway, so out. this is from, from Wisecrack for their 8-bit uh, philosophy thing on the philosophy of Rick and Morty. So, um, yeah, uh, they say um, Rick's character embodies attention. Oh, they you, did you use the word attention. I was trying to remember what they used. Uh, Rick's character embodies attention between a kind of active and passive nihilism. The passive nihilist, for Nietzsche, is, res first of all, Nietzsche, right there, um, is resigned to the hopelessness. Why? Is... Uh, because people like Nietzsche for some reason, I, I don't think he's particularly good. His stuff is very dense and very opaque, mm. and it's not clear to me that there's anything great going. I mean, he, he's a completely different type of philosophy oh. than I do anyway, which so, you know, that right there, there's just a bit of, mm -hmm. you know, respect missing. But yeah, people really dig Nietzsche, and the people who dig Nietzsche tend to be idiots. Anyway, um... 
cool. tend to be these sort of like philosophy 101 mind blown um, like sort of matrix or like the, the the sort of philosophy shit that you get in like a um in a shit what's what's the director's name uh Batman v Superman. Uh, Zack Snyder? Snyder, yeah, sort of like Zack Snyder level philosophy mm. are, are the people who like Nietzsche. Anyway, uh, so uh, the passive nihilist for Nietzsche is resigned to the hopelessness and meaninglessness of life. The active nihilist, however, actively seeks to destroy the old values and start anew. It's clear that something makes Rick tick. We're just not sure what. After all, he's labeled as an international terrorist fighting for something and eventually gives himself up to save his family. Rick's actions may seem paradoxical, if only because he himself is struggling to make meaning out of the universe. Right there, they say they don't know what makes him tick, and then mm -hmm. go on to like at least two things that make right. him tick. Yes, um, ab absolutely. Uh, th this is such an incoherent thought, right? That this this kind of encapsulates a lot of this thinking about Rick mm -hmm. as nihilist or Rick qua nihilism, because. Um, what they described is not a tension between passive nihilism and active nihilism. It would be a tension between nihilism and a, a, some other theory that imparts value and imparts meaning into life and living and human action. Um, that it's absolutely ridiculous that, you know, again, th this is that the sort of thing where whoever wrote this clearly read about Nietzsche, I don't know if in some basic philosophy course or if they just read it in their spare time because they're a complete douchebag. But they're like, hmm, this, this passive active nihilism thing seems like something that really applies to, to Rick's, and it clearly doesn't. Mm. The way that they're talking about it, they're talking about all of these anti-nihilistic tendencies that Rick has, and we'll talk mm. about more of those in a second. Yeah. Yeah, well, that or... Hey, Rick and Morty is popular right now. We can get a little page views if we do a thing on Rick and Morty. Yeah. What can we easily apply? Just oh, what about nihilism? Yeah, yeah people absolutely. seem to people seem to like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, and if you did anarchism, that would that might actually be interesting. Oh. Um, as a political philosophy, and if you talk about Rick's political philosophy, that might be interesting. But like, this is like it's 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 such an incoherent thought that like you know Rick is two levels of nihilist, and then they describe something that. Um, neither of these things, like, you know, struggling with the meaning of life is not a nihilistic activity, right? It's an anti-nihilistic activity, right? Mm -hmm. A nihilist doesn't struggle with shit because, you they know, don't. because they, they don't give a shit, mm -hmm. right? That, that's the entire point. And so if, you know, first of all, Rick's actions don't seem paradoxical. They seem like they fit very well into a pattern of human behavior where we're not quite sure what's going on and we have contradictory mm -hmm. tendencies within us. Right, like humans have a huge capacity for incoherent belief sets and desires, and uh, it, there's nothing paradoxical about it. No. That's just how we see normal people behave. In fact, it's one of the humanizing factors, uh, features of Rick, that you see this sort of um, th this sort of internal struggle within her him in terms of you know how out there is he going to be and or how much you know. Mm -hmm. Then just we see him start caring more and more throughout the series about Marty, about yes. the family, about life in general. Mm -hmm. And at no point does it seem like he yeah. doesn't care, even in the first episode. First. Yes. Um, so, again, there, there's nothing nihilist, passive, active otherwise about Rick's behavior, or even about the behavior that they're describing. Mm -hmm. Rick, you know... Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, and the other thing, saying he's... Oh, I got two more things on these guys before we go general. The first one saying, after all, he's labeled as an international terrorist. Um, he's labeled... 
an international terrorist by the Galactic Federation. Wouldn't he be an ancient galactic terrorist? Yeah, that that that's yeah, that's another point. Um, yeah, international, <laughs> all over the all over Earth, man. If no. you know, Rick thinks big, yeah. No, um, in fact, on Earth, I don't think Rick is categorized as terrorist on Earth. Yeah, no, a- yes, absolutely not. And then because they don't have a anyway, <laughs> and the and the other thing is that's not from his perspective. Like you know that that's from a like what's presented in the show is a very flawed and a very authoritarian perspective, right? Like he and Bird Person and Squanchy and that that entire group consider themselves freedom fighters, mm-hmm. right? Not terrorists. And to say that he's labeled as an international terrorist is clearly sort of missing the point of that. Um, in saying that he's, you know, labeled as a freedom fighter would actually make their point better, even though it's an incoherent point to make. <laughs> and then the other thing, what was the other thing that I was going to rip? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, just so many, so, so much hatred. Coming one through. time, we'll, one day we'll make an episode that isn't full of hate. But yes, no, I'm just letting the hate flow through me. This is, this is a very like Sith <laughs> type of episode. Oh to boy. Me. Yeah. Um, Tune in next time, where we do uh, what color lightsabers would they can murder characters uh, have? Uh, 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 that actually is not as dumb of an idea as it sounds. We'll do that. We'll do what Hogwarts house they would be. We'll do what silver money or ilver money or the fuck the American one's called house they would be in. Oh yeah, we should. Uh, Totally. Yeah, we should totally just do an episode of where would they fit into like these divisions and other pop culture franchises. I started this out as a joke, but I know I do yeah, want to no, do this. Yeah, no, we should do this. Yeah, send us your yeah. ideas as well. Anyway, but clearly this, this this paragraph not only and this whole thought of Rick being nihilistic um, betray a general ignorance of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, shifting gears here, uh, <clears throat> earlier on, lots of gears in, in this episode. What? Lots of gears. Yeah, so many gears, man. Uh, so They're just gearing <clears throat> up to this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, earlier on in this video, they use the term, um, I can't remember what they were referring to, but they use the term, uh, and this dot, 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 this begs the question, right? When they mm-hmm. meant to say this raises the question. And right there, that betrays the fact that they know shit about philosophy and they they are not serious philosophers. Wait, is that like a philosophy thing? Yeah, it, well, because begging the question begging is a formal logical fallacy, right? It's circular reasoning. Like begging the question is a very technical, precise thing. And, you know, something raising the question is, is completely different, right? Okay. So if you say, hmm, this is curious, it begs the question. No, it raises the question, <laughs> right? So if you know, shit, even if you remember your basic logic, or maybe not your, no, yeah, even your basic introduction to logic course, um, where you're not even doing predicate logic, you're doing, uh, you're doing the other one that isn't predicate logic, um, you would... You should know this, right? So, like, the, the fact that they use the term question begging right there, I'm just, like, done. Like, a- any residual respect I might have for these, you know, these sorts of people is is just out the window. So, um, concluding in this Adam shits all over wisecrack and their 8-bit philosophy thing, fuck you. Oh, I don't... So, no, seriously. Like, philosophy philosophy is a very serious thing, guys. And when you take it... so No, but, but like, seriously, th- th- this is something that, like, if you're going to talk about the different intellectual currents in in media franchises is great but when you drag philosophy into it okay that that's that's <laughs> that's where i get angry so uh, i mean fair enough i get not quite as angry but in general i'm more level person than you are i would say and yes yes i am but uh when people do get things like biology and genetics and what what are the fuck wrong in tv shows and so on i do get very annoyed at times or 
someone. So I, I, I do kind of get where you're coming from. Adam's pouring beer here. Yeah. Some homebrewed. Some homebrewed goodness right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let, let's talk uh, a little more generally about Rick, about um, Rick's uh, Rick's values, what he cares about, what he doesn't care about. Just just to really drive home the point that if you have watched this show and paid attention, you should very clearly understand that Rick is not a nihilist. Now his his ethics, his um, his uh, principles of action, uh, the way he views the world, and what he values are... I may have said values twice in there, I'm not sure. Uh, anyway... I'll, I'll, he just has a lot of values. Yes. Uh, the, his values, his, his uh, the, the way he acts, um, clearly is um, very much removed from like the cultural orthodoxy. But mm-hmm. that doesn't make him a nihilist, right? That just means that he values things differently, has different ethics... And you know, yeah, d- different norms of behavior. Almost kind of infer from what we've seen so far of his backstory, where he's coming from, where this kind of worldview kind of has come from, in the sense of, I feel, or at least I feel like there are, we get hints that there are things that have happened in his history that have made him so apathetic about certain things about life. But yeah, fl- but certainly not all life. Yes, a- absolutely. Um, one of the big ones is Rick cares about family yes in general and specifically he really cares about morty he mm-hmm. cares about summer and yep. he obviously cares about beth not so much Jer- well i, I well, I've, got, I've got jerry on like the like th- <laughs> things that he doesn't care about i feel like deep down just a smidge he may M- care maybe about maybe a smidge he cares about jerry mm-hmm. but um it, it should be very obvious that Rick is in no way a nihilist when it comes to his child and his grandkids. No, and we can even see him becoming more yes. and more affectionate towards them yeah. as the series goes on. Yeah, absolutely. There's a real character development that goes on with Rick, where, like, even at the beginning, you know, he cares He cares about Morty. The, the very first episode, the mm-hmm. pilot, you know, uh, Morty's laying there writhing in pain, right? A nihilist would be like, oh, you know, su- sucks to suck, man. But, you know, Rick goes into a future dimension. He gets the uh, the leg-breaking antidote, the serum. Mm-hmm. You know, there you go. Uh, even even though, yeah. Yeah, so, and then uh, later on we see him when the uh, timelines are split, whatever, trying to convert so and so on, all up resigning to uh, yeah. sacrificing himself mm-hmm. for some Murdy. Yeah. We see him voluntarily going to jail to, you know save everyone and so on or stop them from being you know living in a crappy tiny planet for the rest of their lives and being miserable yeah i mean clearly seeing him so showing caring for it. yes no he he cares about his family very deeply mm-hmm. i mean like even the choice of choosing to live with them yeah right like clearly he doesn't have to live with them no. that's that's yeah, that that's something that he imposes upon himself because Although, he, he likes being around his family. That, I mean, it is also really convenient for him. Like, I feel like yeah, he's no, the kind of person that if he wasn't yes. living with people that were, like, cooking for him and so on, mm-hmm. he would just not eat yeah. that often or just be focused on science, which brings us to the fact that he clearly cares about science and research. Yes, and... he cares very much about science, specifically his research, but in general, he cares about knowledge, he cares about him knowing things, mm-hmm. and he cares... Very much when people get information wrong as well, too, right? That that's another thing that if if Rick were a nihilist and now we're um, we're we're kind of getting into a territory between nihilism about the meaning of life and nihilism about you know facts, knowledge, like a sort of epistemological nihilism, mm-hmm. which is which is an interesting idea. Um, <laughs> it's 
You would think that. <laughs> I would think that. Well, because it's different than skepticism, right? Like, okay. Sorry. I was like, you should know this. Like, yes. It's like a hardcore Cartesian skepticism. Is Oh, yeah. Hardcore. Yes. I totally know what you're talking yes, about but, here. Yeah. By the way, that's the title of my sex tape is hardcore Cartesian skepticism. I didn't. I take no part in that. That would be a solo tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then like the subtitle is, do you know what's going on? <laughs> Anyway, like, do you know where your dick is? I mean, if you're a $5 Patreon level, you get to get the uh, tape yourself. Uh No, you don't. We don't have a Patreon. We would, yeah. Also, I wouldn't be comfortable with people watching sex tapes of you. Anyway. Yeah, we we, kind of do like, do real their hair. Yeah. So, um, what else? Yeah, so Rick cares about knowledge, about truth, and, you know, he, um, will readily correct people if they get information wrong or at least chastise them mm-hmm. for getting that information wrong very um making fun of them in pros that pro in the program yes yeah i mean there, there's the one where he you know he has absolutely no time to do this but he pulls out the chalkboard you know in the, the, yeah. the time splitting episode and lectures uh um uh rick not shit <laughs> 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 uh, Morty and Summer, goddammit, about... Uh, Are you even a fan? <laughs> am I? A, how many times? Have, yeah. No. So uh, he, uh, he he lectures the two of them about how, like, you know, uh, they're, they're both really stupid and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, the fact that he cares enough to, you know, go... And, you know, he very much values truth and, you know, especially, like, in his sort of ideological framework of what is true mm-hmm. and what is not. He very clearly wants people to be on the same page with him with that which is mm-hmm. which is an anti-nihilistic tendency um what else uh uh he is a very rugged individualist he's um like politically we could say that he's sort of like um anarcho-capitalist maybe mm-hmm. like he doesn't like corporations uh but he really values um his own his own freedom to make money yeah. and um make a profit and um you know, do those sorts of, you know, even shady things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Although, at the same time, when, uh, was it Satan was selling to cast items, yeah. he was very clearly not okay with that at all. Right. And I, and I think that's actually an interesting question, like, where exactly does that come in? Like, you know, his... Uh, um, and part of it, you could just say that, you know, he didn't like the fact that uh, that, that Summer was kind mm-hmm. of viewing him as, a like, a paternal oh, totally, yeah. figure. Um, and so he was just fucking with him, you know, just to kind of get at, get, you know. That, probably you know. Like, kind of like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. bored, so I right. might as well do this. Right. And um, another thing, you know, um, this sort of like magic, satanic, cursed items is very mm-hmm. against his, you know, scientific, rational True. ideology. So, uh, yeah, but at, but at any rate, um, all of his actions, like if, if Rick were a nihilist, like, That'd be a great show to watch, honestly, because like, or even just like a dimension with like nihilistic Rick, hmm. just fucking shit up, would be great. Um, Although he wouldn't be fucking things up on purpose, would he? Well, that that's that that becomes like that sort of question is is like uh, is like you know can a true nihilist exist or what is hmm. like what 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 you know realistically does does an actual nihilist look like right because mm-hmm. caring about nihilism is is that inconsistent mm. with nihilism you know hmm. um so can you think of any pop culture thing that would have a 
character that at least is meant to be an nihilist, whether or not they succeed in uh, executing that is a different thing, but someone that's at least meant to be like uh, that. The first thing that pops in my head is there's the nihilists in Big Lebowski, um, but I uh, like I can't, I can't vouch to whether they actually hmm. exhibit it or not. I have not seen that. Or were they anarchists? You see, now here I'm making them stay. I haven't seen that movie in a while. I've never seen that movie. Yeah. Well, look this up, and then this is something I do a lot: is I say something, and then I look it up after the thing, and then it turns out that I was wrong. But but then you never admit in the next episode. Well, no, I just admit it in the description. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I that whole I, James <laughs> John thing. You're like, what did you get wrong? I'm like, well, let me tell you. Okay. Yeah. No, I uh, don't read the descriptions. What? You mean you just listen to them without? Well, I don't listen to them either. What? <laughs> You're not even a fan of the show. Well, I, mean, I make the show. I don't have to be a fan of it. Okay, what else? Um, yeah, like, whatever his political ideology is, which would be an interesting episode. Um, Probably he, will happen at some point. Yes, he very clearly values indi- individual freedom. Like, you know, he, he's very, like, neoliberal in that sense. Mm-hmm. Where he very clearly... Well, no, no not just because I'm, like, reading the book about it Yeah, right that, that, that's what made me laugh. You, yeah. you seem to be real into neoliberalism right now. Well, I'm not into it. I, like... Anyway. Yeah, you're into studying or reading yes. about it. So, no, but he, he clearly, I mean, I'm, it's not clear the extent to, like, mm-hmm. he believes in, like, um, freedom for corporations and, you know, market mm-hmm. freedom. But he clearly believes in individual freedom and, like, entrepreneurial freedom and that sort of thing. Um, he also very clearly values loyalty in, like, Bird Person and Squanchy. You know, he, he, mm-hmm. he digs those guys. And, he, you know, he, had, he has friends. Yeah. And he... Oh. Seems to value those interpersonal relationships. Also, Mr. Poopy Butthole to an Mr. extent. Mr. Poopy Butthole to an extent, yeah. yeah. Although, I mean, Mr. Poopy Butthole is a bit of a mystery in yeah. and of himself. Yeah, he, he, he's quite anomalous, but if um, Rick's behavior when uh, when Beth shoots him can be, you, you know, yeah. if that's representative of Rick. He was feeling genuine distress. Yeah, over. genuine distress, and, you know, he very clearly cares, and, you know, that, you know, mm-hmm. he, at the very least, you can see that he has a moral center in, in a lot of his actions not just that one yeah but yeah so he's you know it's a bit of a warped moral center for sure but oh of course it exists but it's such a mistake it's just like a basic fucking mistake to say that oh yeah his his moral center is different than you know most other people or you know what whatever the way he sees the world is very different the way he mm-hmm. sees meaning the way he seems sees morality the way he sees knowledge truth all of that are very different therefore he's a nihilist like that's that, that, that's just dumb as shit man <laughs> in a sense it's almost more interesting to try to figure out what it is rather than just trying to say oh, oh it's absolutely. nihilist because that it's such a blanket yes. thing that people try and pin on pop culture figures yeah. undeservingly. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, you know, Rick's political ideologies, um, his, his, his personal beliefs, his, his uh, code of ethics, like all of this stuff is very fascinating and it's very rich. Like the show really paints a complex picture yeah, that, of who this guy is. But once again, the show has some real good writing. Yeah, it has some very good writing. And it's, it's a disservice to the show to just pass it all off as nihilism mm. because you're just painting over all of these great tidbits and these you know nuanced uh pieces that they that they put in uh yeah yeah uh what else what else got here <laughs> um uh i think we've talked about most of this oh uh he uh he goes back and uh shoots the jelly bean rapist yeah. in the uh in the episode where uh morty leads the adventure right and they go to the, the fantasy yeah, yeah. world uh, and, and he he's clearly very distressed and upset that that morty Got attacked. Yeah, like that, that Morty was attacked like that, 
And um, uh, but, <clears throat> honestly, I just realized I wouldn't be even like put it. Uh, or uh, I forgot the term for this, but uh, I oh I wouldn't even put it past him to like. Because in the like the uh, after credit scene, they like find or what they're making a memorial or whatever, and they find mm-hmm. the thing with pictures of children or whatever. I wouldn't even put it past Rick to have like made sure that that gets into those people's hands to like expose him afterwards and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's absolutely no evidence for that. Like hashtag shitty fan theory, I suppose. <laughs> but you know, just putting that out there. Yeah. Um. I. It reminded me when we were talking about that. It reminded me of another one. Um, but yeah, very clearly, you know, Rick cares. You know, mm. that's just a specific instance of him having a code of ethics, caring about his yeah. grandkids, all of that. Yeah, whether he did it just as revenge for him at attacking Morty, or then mm-hmm. also as a way of preventing him from attacking yeah. others, or, we don't know. Or serving Could justice, yeah. exactly. About probably mm-hmm. justice and all that. Yeah. Um, Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think now of sort of the more nihilistic bits. Um, Rick, Rick seems to have, at least I'm thinking of the instance where he sells the uh, the antimatter weapon to Krampopulous Michael. Mm-hmm. Right. He has a very deterministic um, ontology or, yeah, where he, you know, he's, you know, he's talking about, you know, if Krampopulous Michael wants someone mm-hmm. dead, they're going to die. You know, yeah. what, what what rick does isn't isn't going to affect that like he he has there's a real i mean um necessitarianism now hmm. maybe um th- this isn't actually my specialty but it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's somewhere in there right it's it's somewhere in a sort of um necessitarianism determinism sort of uh i don't know sort what of the uh, official um <laughs> <laughs> definition for those words that but yeah. what i'm thinking is in rick potion nine in the beginning he doesn't really care about making that potion for Morty about uh, uh, getting uh, what's her name? Uh, Jessica. Jessica to mm-hmm. fall in love with lo- fall in love with him or anything. Even though at the end of the happy episode, he like flat out said like that's a fucking date trait date D- date rape. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like what the fuck? What uh-huh. the fuck, Morty? Yeah. Pretty much in those words. But clearly, he mm-hmm. didn't even care about that. Well, and still right. did that thing in the beginning. Well, clearly, he would have had those thoughts then as well. Yeah. Um. And. Like that's not really a nihilist move. It's 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 more of a just like you know let's get Morty to shut up mm. or maybe give Morty a little bit of agency, oh. right? And say you you know what Morty like you, you think this is a great idea do it and let's see how it turns out. Yeah, and like again warped mm-hmm. moral core, but not yeah. still like an existent one. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then there's things that he's very passionately against that sort of fit into his you know political ideologies uh his moral core all of that he doesn't like governments like we, we've established mm-hmm. that um he doesn't like jerry and like <laughs> maybe he does a little bit but um by and large yeah and these things again like you know we we can talk about uh he seems to be quite an anarchist um this will fill out more when they actually get into his backstory and they talk about the specific crimes who mm-hmm. what his freedom fighting entailed and that sort of thing so do you think we should do an episode about whether he's an anarchist about whether he's well used after season three or yeah i I think we should wait until we get some more information because like a lot of this would be speculation Mm -hmm. but i think they're going to get to the point where they actually cover it and once they fill it in it's going to be very clear does seem like they're heading that way yeah Yeah. all right yeah so uh any other thoughts on uh rick not being a nihilist no okay sweet yeah i think we basically um uh yeah yeah um we did that if you 
person there with the headphones listening have any thoughts you feel free to tweet at us email us whatever yeah Squunchcast, you'll find us. You, you're yeah. a smart person who knows how yeah, to use the you, internet. You know how to use the internet. Go you. you. Us. Well you can done. Find our things on social media. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Yeah. So uh, before we get to this week's shitty fan theory, I would like to thank our sponsors, the Weasel Exchange. Ooh. Yes, Weasel Exchange. Uh, they buy weasels. They sell weasels. You can trade weasels. If you bring in a ferret, fuck you. Get the fuck <laughs> out of there. They. Oh, it's weasels. J- just straight up weasels, man. Like a mink? I saw someone try to bring a mink in once. No, oh. come on, weasels. Yeah, Those they, they, they got all weasels. weasels. Way in. They, they got they got large, <laughs> got large weasels. They got small weasels. They have uh, they have colorful weasels, I guess. Um, so do yeah. they have brown weasels? Probably. Check nice. check their website www.weaselexchange.eu. You will not get better rates for your weasels anywhere else. We can guarantee this. Yes, especially. I mean, like. Probably if you were to go to like like weaselbid.com or something, you could get better rates just buying a weasel. Yeah, but you don't get the same quality. Well, you don't get the same quality, and then if you want to exchange a weasel, yeah. there is no better place to do it. Like if like you will not get a better weasel for your weasel than Weasel Exchange. Yeah, and I mean right now if you go to weaselexchange.eu slash forward slash squanch and it's important forward slash not yes. backslash. Ba- backslash will just get a bunch of porn. Yeah, you know, I mean if that's your thing, we're not here to judge. It's you, weasel porn. Yeah, and I mean, some but but not wonder. but not the kind you're thinking. <laughs> anyway, you go to uh, whatever weaselexchange.eu yeah, forward slash squanch yeah. and enter the promo code cast c a s t cast cast not with a k. A lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> with a c, uh, you can get a ten percent better exchange rate for your current weasel. Whatever that means. Yeah, whatever, whatever that means. But you'll get in. Yeah. We guarantee that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Weasel Exchange. Yeah, we- Weasel Exchange, yeah. Uh, Go check them out. Check them out. Exchange your weasel. It is time. Yeah, yeah. You've had that weasel for long enough. That, that That's their motto. Exactly. Weasel Exchange. You've had that weasel for long enough. It is time for a new weasel. <laughs> it's time for a different weasel. Okay. Okay. I think that's about enough Weasel Exchange. So, uh, this is, uh, you found this week's shitty fan theory. Uh, yeah, well, uh, it was tweeted to us yeah. by Brother Hugger 69 Brother Hugger. Which is, um... <laughs> They're into some weird stuff, but just a little bit. Yeah. It makes you slightly uncomfortable, but you're not sure why. Yeah. But yes, the shitty fan theory, well, just, well, they just call it a fan theory, but we call it what it is. God damn it, and it's a shitty fan theory. Yes, yeah. Is that the reason Rick is burping is not because of all the alcohol he's consuming. It's because of acid reflux. Hmm. Which, once again, it does explain Mr. Poopy Butthole. It does explain Mr. Poopy Butthole, which is a plus. Mm -hmm. Um, However, uh I looked up acid reflux, and the first page that I read, the symptoms did not include burping. Huh, that would make this a particularly shitty fan theory. Yes, it a would. A poorly researched shitty fan theory. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah. But if we want to enta- entertain that, I mean, the kind of food we see Rick eating, I mean, oh, first of all, like, intergalactic food, that cannot be good for, like, human gut flora. Like, they probably wouldn't know how to deal with that. Or gut fauna, for that matter. No, flora. Well, well, fauna either. Like, it can't, like, either one of them. It, either one of them, work. fine. Yeah. I, I, I. Basically, yes. I think the fauna would be fine, but I mean, if you don't know, one of us has a degree in biology, and it's not you. Yeah, but I, f- I feel like physics and philosophy like combine, like like the the middle point of those two is biology. So 
Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and also like on the show, you know, Bass is cooking for him. You see him eating pancakes, all that kind of like rich food. That would <laughs> pancakes. Be- you know, shit that gives you acid reflux. <laughs> yeah, kind of rich food at the very least. And I mean... <laughs> Yes. All the alcohol, I mean, technically the alcohol might be causing the acid <laughs> reflux, which may or may not cause burping. So, mm, but I think we may have to throw this one out. Weasel exchange. What? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we have, we have to, uh, uh, have to uh, throw this one out. Sorry, shitty, shitty fan theory. Yeah. Yep. Better luck next time, brother, I get 69. Yes, yeah. Cool. So yeah, I think yeah. that wraps up the episode. I think that's gonna do it for this week's uh, Squatchcast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as always, uh, keep keep squanchy. Stay keep squanching. Squanch on. Don't let the squanch squanch on. What, what, what's what's your catchphrase? I have, I don't think we have one. Keep calm and squanch. AIDS. <laughs> There's nothing funny about AIDS. I can't believe you'd make that joke. I mean, there's something a little funny about AIDS. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that joke and nothing else. Can't, be- can't believe you say that. Wow. Yeah. No, I don't think there's anything funny about it. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Find us uh, on social media um, at where we reside social medialy. Well, Twitter at <coughs> squanchcast.com. Wow, it took us this long to get to an actual coughing fit. I think I well coughed a little done bit us. Well, yeah. But yeah, yeah. You know, you know what, you know what, listener, you are a smart person. Yeah. We're called Squanchcast. You'll find us yeah, on you'll Twitter. Find us. We we have a huge social media footprint. Totally. Spanning multiple platforms. And porn bots that follow us. Are there porn bots that follow us now? That's a plus. I don't know if there are they might actually. There probably not be. are. I have a bunch of porn bots that like like my shit on they, regular For Twitter. some reason there's a lot of porn bots that write a tweet that I tweeted at you no I tweeted something th- about using epistemology against you and there's like a fucking t- fuck ton of people that keep liking that tweet for some reason. That's hilarious because porn bots keep liking my pin tweet which is also about epistemology. Porn bots must be real Pit- epistemology. I, yeah porn bots really like epistemology. Or alternatively like the kind of people that use the word epistemology are the kind of people that would use porn bots because they're so sad and lonely. Oh god that's a that's a harsh burn man. Yeah it Shit. is. I am just bringing it today. Bringing the burns god. Yeah. No I, I gotta recover from that one. Yeah. Shit. Yeah well once while Adam is recovering we'll come back next week maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll see you between 1 to 2 weeks. We'll probably we'll probably do it next week, right? We'll we'll pick it back up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. unless I get like super sick or something. Yeah, right. Or I'll just do a solo one. No, you won't. Okay, I won't. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, as always, uh, thanks for listening and make sure to keep taking Rick and Porty way too seriously. Yeah. Oh, you remember the catchphrase. Yeah, I never forgot. <laughs> I forgot it. That was just a bit. That, that, sure that was a brilliant comedy nugget. That was comedy gold. Yeah, right are... there. That, uh, that 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 I brought forward for you, the listeners, because I know how much you appreciate. Man, we are suffering from some serious ending fatigue. Comedy. Here. No, this is like the Lord of the Rings: Return of the King extended exactly. version. That's exactly what I was of thinking of. Next off, we'll yeah. be sailing off to the sunset to Enya. Well, that seems like a good place to end yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening and squash.